The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show. and J-Rap Show presents Tangents with Friends. Your source for pop culture. Geek News. Movies and television. Anything else? But no sports. And now here are your hosts, Joe Mays and friends. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Tangents with Friends. It's been nearly seven and a half months since I was here to talk about pop and geek culture, but joining me, as usual, on Tangents with Friends is my good buddy and yours, Mr. Brent Berenshausen. Good to see you, Joey. Hey, um, Star Wars The Last Jedi is less than two weeks away. I can barely sleep at night. Do you think we should talk about it a little bit? Yes. I've been bursting. I would need to talk Star Wars. <laughs> we uh, haven't done anything since April 25th, if you can believe it. And, of course, that date for Episode 4 of Tangents with Friends coincided with the teaser for The Last Jedi. And all that's happened in the last seven and a half months is the official trailer and mm. about 25 TV oh, spots. TV spots are all every day, basically, now we're seeing a new TV spot. So, I mean, I just thought it would be um, kind of timely to get you in here in the studio to talk a little bit about the eighth saga film from Lucasfilm, and of course, uh, the third film from Disney, the second saga film from Mm -hmm. Star Wars uh, as a Disney property. Mm -hmm. And, well, you know, a lot has changed in seven and a half months, and I guess, you think, should we start with the trailer first, the official trailer? Yeah, let's, let's check it out. We haven't really been able to sit down and watch this together, I don't think. No, I mean, so. we talked about it through text or Facebook or whatnot, and, but we haven't watched it together. So. I have to be honest, too, like, I have to rewatch this trailer because I've seen so many TV spots, I don't remember what the actual trailer is anymore. So. Right, yeah, <laughs> it changed a little bit. Yeah. So, why don't we pull that up? Let me get the uh, camera here so that everyone can uh, watch the trailer with us. And, um, all right, there we go. So we're ready to roll here. Are we just watching the whole thing? We're going to watch the whole thing. And then if we want to go back and we can point out a few things and discuss a little bit. Now, this has been out for almost two months. So this has been, uh, you know, kind of picked apart over and over and over again. If you listen to any of the wonderful Star Wars podcasts out there, you have probably heard this before, but Brett and I want to give our take on it. And, And we just wanted to see some Star Wars before the movie comes out. 
And actually, in about 12 and a half days, a little less than that, we will be at the Reading IMAX Theater for the official fan event at 6 p.m. on December 14th. Mm -hmm. Eight of us are going. It's going to be a blast. This will be Brent and my ninth Star Wars movie together because we true. saw the three special editions special together. Editions. We saw the three prequels, prequels together. We saw Force Awakens, Rogue One, One. and now The Last Jedi. Um, you know, and we can say it, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi. We all saw the first possible show That's for those true. four movies. I think I even saw... I don't know if you, were you with me with the first time we watched episode one? I'm not sure if you were. I, I think so. I, mean, I was. I, I think I went opening night to that. I'm almost positive I went opening night. To well, we one. we may have gone opening night, but we didn't see midnight. Your no. brother was seeing midnight because yeah. I remember your brother saw Attack of the Clones at midnight and yeah. left you a note in the morning saying, "You think you know, but you have no yeah. idea." Yeah. Okay. Or something yeah. to that effect. To that effect. Yeah. Uh, we. I, yeah. I don't know if we saw Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones together for the first time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the first showing because we didn't go to midnight show. Well, we were in elementary school and junior high. When those mm-hmm. two movies came out, mm-hmm. finally, Revenge of the Sith, we were both in college. Right. So we came home and we saw that together, actually with Greg, who now has seen most of these movies with us uh, in That's the true. theater as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, third year in a row, we're seeing first showing possible on the East Coast that isn't some kind of world premiere or anything. And, and I, have, <clears throat> I have to say, like too, like this time of year, since we've had a Star Wars movie every December now for the past two years, and this is the third um, year where we have a Star Wars movie around Christmas time. Is it like, it's becoming kind of a tradition now, I think. I feel like it's, I mean, I know it's always been tradition for Star Wars movies to come out in May, mid to late May. Um, but I always feel, I feel right now like that um, kind of feels like a good spot for these movies to be in December. Right yeah, Christmas. I'm torn on that when people bring it up and talk about it because mm-hmm. they're actually bucking the trend next year already because we have another Star Wars premiere we yeah. get to see in May. In May. Which but is we won't exciting. get a December next year. No. So we'll have to wait two years until another episode Star nine Wars. comes yeah. out. You know, obviously that one has been announced that J.J. Abrams will be doing mm-hmm. that again to kind of bookend the uh, Disney trilogy here yeah. in the sequel era. But we're getting these two movies pretty darn close to each other. But then you're right. We have a little bit of a hiatus. My feelings on Christmas are, I mean, I can't be impartial. I'm happy that it always comes out around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Force Awakens official release date was my birthday so I love that poster is one of my favorite because That's of true. it yeah. and although but I'm also a huge Christmas guy and I don't need anything to add to the excitement of this time of year mm-hmm. so I kind of wish it was in May just mm-hmm. because it's something else to look forward to mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting when Solo comes out I believe on May 25th I think I think it's on uh, the official Star Wars it, day the official right. release date of 1977 mm-hmm. um, is when uh, like 40, Solo comes out so 41st, 41st anniversary, anniversary yeah. But I don't know. There is something kind of cool to think about when you get to this time of year. Now we have uh, Star Wars, birthday, Christmas, New Year's, and then for me, Super Bowl is a month after that. There's just mm. there's a lot cl- crammed into six weeks. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. So I will, but it will be interesting to see what happens. And I don't know how much you want to talk about this after we do Last Jedi, if we have time. But the next trilogy. From Ryan yeah, Johnson. I have no clue what to you know, expect with that. We don't know what it's going to be about. We don't know when it's coming out. We, I'd anticipate that there'll be two years in between with a you know a Star Wars story inserted between mm-hmm. whatever trilogy episode one and two and three are. That'll probably take place over, um, I guess, really, what, a four-year period? One will mm-hmm. come out in year one. Four or five-year period, we'll probably get mm-hmm. the three trilogy movies. 
But no idea what that'll be about. Don't know when that'll come out. Will those be in May? Will those be in December? I don't think they'll be at any other time. There's I think so many one of question those. marks with that right now. Like, um, obviously, I'm excited about that those movies, and I'm. <clears throat> I think you know we can talk about Ryan Johnson then, and, and and what we expect from his his movie here in the next couple of weeks. But um, I think he, he seems like the right person for the job uh, for those movies. But it's a little scary to think that they're going to make Star Wars movies that have could possibly have nothing recognizable to Star Wars lore in them. Yeah, it depends on where they're going with it. And Are they not going to even have troopers in it? Are they not going to even uh, have... Like, don't lose me. I, I, I'm just saying, like, they could really completely go a different direction with this, which is kind of scary in some ways. I don't know what to expect. Like, if you think about a Star Wars movie with no Star Wars characters that they've claimed that, that are familiar to us as fans, that's almost kind of like, at what point does it cease to be star wars anymore right well you, know? you would almost think that that has to be somehow related to jedi and the force like is it the origins of mm -hmm. the jedi you know when they figure out what the Ooh, force is how cool. to use it since we're at the last jedi here it'd be right. kind of cool to see the beginnings right. <laughs> of the jedi <laughs> which i believe you and i both heard on the star wars underworld uh, mm. someone mentioned i think it was swu Maybe. mentioned hey you know ryan johnson doing the last jedi what if he comes back and does the first jedi i didn't hear that wow i didn't uh, maybe so maybe it wasn't sw well, that I, one it was maybe it's one of the other podcasts mm -hmm. but i know we both listened to the star wars underworld yeah week, i didn't so. finish this most recent um one uh podcast by by swu so i maybe i just didn't hear the rest of it but anyway i think that was a couple weeks ago yeah but okay, okay. i actually i have kanji cast tomorrow so oh, be on the lookout awesome. for that i'm recording kanji cast with those yeah, guys tomorrow. those guys are awesome so, yeah. They, we're friends on Facebook, too, which is cool. And they like, sometimes I'll like my post yeah. something about well, it. Well, last year, you know, I had you on mm -hmm. in, in the, my mm -hmm. November recording mm -hmm. uh, as kind of a uh, quote-unquote wedding gift. Yeah. Um, we got to do that. That was fun. And I've actually had Dominic on the Joe Mays and J-Rap show to talk about movies. And I've reached out to uh, to Ben uh, in the past. Our schedules haven't linked up, and I'd love to get mm -hmm. Chris on as well because those guys are great to talk uh Star Wars, Star Wars with, with yeah. so well it was so funny because I was thinking back to that the other day because when you had me went on their show uh, for SWU they mentioned it was right before my wedding and they were like oh you know maybe your wife will like pop out of a Star Wars cake or something like that. <laughs> and, Star Wars. and I was like you know she's really uh, respectful of my fandom but she's not really you know gonna do anything I don't see her bringing that into the and then little and then did I know happened? I was a surprise Star Wars entrance to to our reception which was a completely completely a surprise to you to me um and uh so i was wrong about that she yeah. completely uh surprised me with a star wars themed entrance yeah more it. more than embraced uh, took part in yes your love of star wars yes so. oh it's one of the best moments of my life <laughs> all okay. right well let's uh cease talking here and watch a little video yes. we're gonna watch the about two and a half minute tr official trailer that was released in october on monday night football We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll pull up a few TV spots, talk a little bit of our Last Jedi uh, theories and expectations and hopes. And then uh, if there's any time left, we can talk more about the new trilogy or even uh, touch on anything else that's been occurring in pop culture. Sounds good. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. Something 
always been there. Then I was awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Amazing trailer. I remember being super stoked watching it on Monday Night Football. I immediately watched it again. I watched it like five more well, times that night. I'm even. I'm, I appreciate being able to watch it on your screen here because I always watch everything on my phone and and just to be able to watch it. on Yeah, the this is screen. even high def. Imagine yeah. watching it on the theater screen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this. Um, and I'm even more excited now after watching that. I'm more excited for the movie now. Yeah. Like holy moly. So when I. You want to start to dissect a little bit? Yeah, I have it muted, so if there's something you want with the music or the, okay. the, no, the uh, dialogue, just let me know here. So I think this is Kylo looking mm-hmm. at it in the Star Destroyer. You see some ships, and uh, then a really cool scene that I can't wait to see. This is the um, new Gorilla Walkers. I believe it's ATM-6. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you can see the original. You can't see my cursor on the, ah. the video, but Brent can see it here. Mm-hmm. There's actually original AT-ATs. So you can see comparison here. Uh, the size comparison, comparison, they are like triple the size, mm-hmm. these uh, ATM-6 walkers, the gorilla walkers. Wow. They are huge. huge. And they have these cannons on like their back, and you can see Kylo Ren's shuttle is leading mm-hmm. them. Um, this is an attack on Krayt, yes. uh, which I'm sure is, as pr- I think is at the end of the movie. If I had you to guess, so? I believe it's at the end of the movie. And yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, not to get too much of a tangent. No, not to get too much attention. But here's what I think is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to fit in, but in, in this scene, I've seen in some of the TV spots like Finn's there, mm-hmm. right? I and and um, uh, Kelly Marie Tran's character Rose, Rose, is there, yep, and Rose they're Tico. all Rose Tico. All of them are fighting this battle, and it could be at the end of the movie. But I think. And then I've seen recently that the Millennium Falcon's there. Mm-hmm. So I could see this being one of those things where you think possibly Luke is out of it and he's rejected getting back involved in the fight and get it, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Luke comes and surprises everybody at the end in the Falcon. Because we saw the, we saw the clip of him entering the Falcon. Yeah, we know he goes on. For 40 years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just have a feeling it might be some sort of like Han Solo coming in and swooping in and saving the day type of thing. 
but this case it might be Luke and Chewie. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know what to say about it. I, I, I for some, I, I, I mean, that would lend credence to what I said, just that it was at the end of the movie. Yeah. No, I obviously think, I Luke's going to have a, a heroic moment like that. It's going to happen at, at the, the end. end. Exactly. I just wonder if they're going to upstage Ray by having him uh, do that himself. You know, like yeah. unless they kind of do the the Empire thing where Ray leaves against his words, kind of like Yoda to him. I think, and yeah, uh, right. then he comes to rescue, to rescue which uh, is a combination of a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and, right there. Right, and kind of gets back in, into the battle of things. He got back into the into the fight. Reintroduces himself. This scene here seems so, um, you know, just like a cool shot because it's overhead and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you know, all the fans point out right away that it looks like Revenge of the oh, Sith. Absolutely, it looks totally like Anakin looks like leading Anakin. the clone troopers yep. and attacking the Jedi Temple. And, which and where is this? That's, that's on crate. That's I'm on pretty crate sure. Well, you look at the red the underneath red. the yeah. surface. So this, do you think that's where we see? Um, Snoke's base and stuff like that on on crate because we no, saw like they I think they've confirmed that there's a resistance base on crate. Okay. I, okay. When oh. what I, from what I've heard on the podcast is that Snoke, while there may be a first order homeworld, mm-hmm. Snoke's main home is on a one of the massive star destroyers or right. whatever they're calling on it. The, yes. The cap the, the the first order capital ship. What is it called now? I'm not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I know the Resistance uh, version is uh, called yeah. the Radis, which is yeah, awesome, right. tying it into Rogue One. Rogue One, but I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, what is it? it? The Supremacy, isn't it? The Supremacy might be. Yeah, I think uh, I think a First Order, um, capital starship. The the it's like six miles long or something like right. that. It's massive. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it's like it's much larger than even a Super Star Destroyer. I think that's where Snoke hangs out. So I, I, my guess is this is after the Walker assault. Everyone's landed. Uh, Kylo Ren is taking the what are snow troopers now? I guess you could start calling them salt troopers if mm-hmm. it's salt on crate, mm-hmm. which would be a, a new way to f- me buy another figure. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so just call it something different. Cool shot. <laughs> now we get the stuff with Kylo Ren picking up the lightsaber. Yep. Now, what people said here is when he picks it up, it mm-hmm. looks as though the Praetorian guards, these red guys in the background, step towards him. Now, I've never mm-hmm. really seen it, and this could be mm-hmm. you know one of two things. He could be training with them and we saw in yeah. behind the scenes clip we saw him fighting off a bunch of people mm-hmm. which this could be part of that or is he turning on the praetorian guards you know there's I, talk about both well, ray and kylo switching sides or being in the middle well and, I, I could i could imagine him capturing ray bringing him bringing ray to snoke which we've seen they, they yep, have an encounter is at the end of this and trailer then, and then snoke saying to Ray, you are the most powerful person I've ever seen. And, and Kylo course, getting upset about getting that. Upset, turning against Snoke, trying to take Ray yeah, back, trying to get Ray. Yeah, right. And so him kind of going, with a lack of a better term, him going rogue. On that, <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? And and him kind of going on his own after this and saying, you know, screw you, Snoke. And then maybe trying to bring Ray with him. You know yep. what I mean? So. So we obviously, you know, it's been confirmed and this trailer just reinforced that, that obviously Ray is going to be training with Luke and she gets to use uh, Anakin slash Luke's lightsaber, which now, according to Lucasfilm, is Ray's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So from now on, the blue lightsaber that, you know, came to be all the way back in, what was it, Attack of the Clones? Is When he gets that, uh, well, I guess, that? end of end of the Attack of the Clones, yes. early Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Because yep. it gets destroyed in Attack of the Clones, whatever lightsaber that That's was. Right. So, yeah. Um, so apparently in, during the Clone Wars, I'm guessing is when the, this lightsaber came to be, mm-hmm. it's the one that Obi-Wan gives to Luke, Used Luke during the loses Clone Wars. on the Empire Strikes Back, in the Empire Strikes Back, it went to Maz, 
somehow. Somehow. The Force Awakens. Which then went to uh, went And to now Rey. Uh, Rey called it to her at the end, fought Kylo with it, and she has it, presents it to Luke. We saw Luke. We'll see it uh, in a little bit. Uh, and I have a uh, feeling Luke will give it back. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems that way. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with it, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. That leads to us to a bigger question. Is Luke going to use a lightsaber? And if he does, will it be his green his one green from one. Return of the Jedi? There's a lot of speculation there. One of my favorite forms of speculation around the lightsaber mm-hmm. is, is he going to use the lightsaber? Will he use the green one? And if so, is it hidden in R2-D2? Mm. I believe Hawes Burkhart from Blue Harvest podcast and Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. That was his theory. That's where I heard it I first. heard that from. I heard um, that already. Uh, already as well but i i you know that would be the most logical thing that 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 r2d2 has been and we we as we know um uh that was a change that ryan johnson wanted to make for the end right. of the movie because it was going to be bb8 yeah, and ryan and said could you make it r2 r2 is on the island with him so yeah here's the awesome the exchange, job with the hand. awesome awesome use of cgi for the uh the hand unbelievable yep and, and here's uh, the, the force tree or whatever. That's what it looks like. She goes in, finds the books, training there on Octo with Luke mm-hmm. looking on. And uh very cool scene here. Huh. Training. She um she's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think this is right around the time where Luke she's on the island. Luke's probably gonna say, Hey, you know, I will train you. I will train you as a Jedi, I'll train you in the ways of the Jedi. But then she shows how powerful she is, and then he makes that comment. Where I've yeah, seen well, this I've before. seen this before. So, who do you think he's talking about? I think he's talking about Ben Solo. Because so do I. I, I do, see too. see his hand come out of the thing. Right. It's reflecting back on that. Now, that's also the way they're leading us to believe. So, there could right. be misdirection, which it a lot of be. people thought this trailer was a lot of misdirection. Uh, very possible. But I, I do. I think, you know, Occam's Razor, easiest explanation, the most simplest mm-hmm. one. I right. think it is talking about Ben and Solo. Could he be talking about Anakin, Darth Vader, his father? Possibly. Could he be he, talking about he, Palpatine? Maybe. He could be, but he, but it would all lead to the same result, which is I don't want to train you because I feel like you're as powerful as some of the greatest evil I've ever right. seen in my life. But I, know, so, I, I do think he's talking about Ben. Yeah. Right. About Kylo. Right. So, um, very cool. He looks very, very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylo Ren throwing one of his hissy fits, destroying his helmet. He's got that weird so microfiber we type. In the, I guess we won't see him in the helmet this movie very much. I think at the beginning, briefly, although, isn't he wearing it? Is he wearing it in the uh, Render the Sith throwback scene where he's walking with the troopers? Or is that no, his hair? it's his hair. Okay, it was tough to tell from the top yeah, down. I'm pretty sure it's just his hair. Um, so we get to see the um, theatrical debut of his Tithe Silencer, which um, mm-hmm. we get to see him be a pilot, which, knowing his pedigree, um, you know, Anakin was a great pilot. Han Solo, obviously, mm-hmm. a wonderful pilot. Luke's supposed to be as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we haven't gotten to see that. Well, we saw it in Episode Four, right? I, I meant episode recently. Five. We haven't seen him fly recently, so right. Um, there's also a possibility of an X-wing being crashed in the water on Octo, mm-hmm. which is another interesting uh, tidbit. And we come out, and we do see Ray come out of the water at that one point, which right. is pos- her possibly trying to retrieve the the X-wing, possibly. Or there's a possibility. I have heard some murmurs about a sea creature or a sea monster that could mm-hmm. be part of her training oh so yes i did be, hear about that. that'll be interesting to see if that happens so now all this is leading up to the big reveal of uh general uh organa uh general leia on board i'm guessing this is the radis this is the mm-hmm. resistance capital ship and it I- looks as though they make it seem the way it's cut and edited that 
First Order is attacking the Resistance capital ships and cruisers, and he has a chance to blow up his mother. Will yeah. he do it? He and do he it? hesitates, and that's kind of the whole point of this trailer. Mm-hmm. Again, people are yelling misdirection that these scenes are not... Not even connected. Yeah, not even connected. Although, you see the emotion in his face when he's going to do it, Yeah, he's hesitating. Well, you see right. it lock on, yep. yeah, and he true. hovers on the button, yeah, so and... You don't know. You can't tell. But you I, see the emotion in his face. Like, we don't... We uh, could imagine he wouldn't get that emotional over just shooting... A random ship, you know what I mean? Or the fact that he knows his mother is in that ship is probably um, where we get the emotional weight for here, you know. I like the carbon fiber healing patch that yeah. is over the scar that Ray gave him. Really cool. That is yeah. um, that is interesting. That's cool. And he loses it by the end of the movie, I think. Right. That, that he's fully healed. Mm-hmm. Now, we know this picks up right after the end of The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can kind of see how beat up he is. The, the healing hasn't really gone through, so I wonder how long The Last Jedi takes, because The Force Awakens, I think, was just over a couple days. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, and I have my own philosophy about this, but do you think that the movie's going to start on Octo? Or do you think well, it's going to start somewhere else and they're going to pan? I, I, I do. I think it's going to start somewhere else. I think it could me even too. be this scene. This mm. could be the evacuation of Dakar, mm. because they know, obviously, the First Order knows where they are because the Starkiller base was trying to blow it up. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to have to evacuate like on Hoth at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, right. and I think the First Order is going to come mm. and attack them, and I think this is probably from the beginning of the movie. I think we're, we're going to start in space, because you always start in space. That's right. how you have the crawl, you start with the star field, mm. you have ships, and I think we're going to see either ships leaving the planet. So you're seeing the resistance point of view, mm-hmm. or you're going to see the first order coming to attack them, and we could have a big star battle, you know, space right. battle immediately. My question is though, would he have time to get that like scar stuff on his face? Like, well, I mean, you know, they evacuate Star Killer before it blows up, right? And you know, there's time at the resistance base before that's true. They leave. She leaves to go to Octu. So right. there's some time in between. It's not immediately after Star Killer blows right. up. So, but it's of- within. A- a day, yeah. you know, I would day or two. Both of them have time to get off the planets they were on, you know? right? Because right. they all know they've all been kind of uh, exposed there, you know. Um, but we did. I did hear. You, know, you didn't watch these um, these uh, interviews yet. But last night on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Ryan Johnson revealed the first word of Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, isn't it weird? It's weird. Yeah, yeah. which we could be, are the conjunction. We are, we are right, which could mean we're in danger. We're under attack. Yes, I mean, I but I don't think that really. Uh, lends itself well to Luke and Le- Luke and Ray on Octo. Like, no, weird, that's why I, I, I think know. it's going to be a part of uh, of mm-hmm. this um, the evacuation of Dakar and then a space battle. Very possible um, between the First Order and the Resistance. And then I think when that resolves itself, I think we go to mm-hmm. to Ray. Now here's something interesting too. We got to this this shot of the Porg, right? Which people, of course, are up in arms and about the stupid pork. I don't really care. I love. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I don't really I, have a problem I, with it. I love the Ewoks. You know, I like Chewbacca. I like the forks. Um, but uh, Gungans. Gung- I love no, Gungans. No, I mean, not Gungans as much, but <laughs> so you, you don't you don't like it if they don't have fur, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Okay. No, I'm a huge fan of frog creatures, but I just don't <laughs> know if uh, I like the Gungans as much. But anyway, um, I heard that these were were um, uh, all practical now this shot doesn't look practical to me no i don't part of it is practical i mean i i heard something similar to that i I think they interviewed the guy that plays chewbacca right you want to and he said penn state grad we are oh yeah yeah he played basketball at penn state well i didn't know that yeah Jonas Suatamo. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, there he, was actually a big article in the Penn Stater alumni magazine about, about him. Chewbacca? Uh, I think before the release of The Force Awakens. Wow. He was, you know, the understudy for Peter Mayhew right. and did a lot of the more um, physically intensive scenes for Peter Mayhew and the TFA. I wonder if Peter is going to be involved in this at all. I think as a consultant. Yeah. I, w- I would guess so. Yeah. But but he said that when he was in the Falcon, that these porgs were real. Right, yeah. I, I think... Touched I, up. I mean, we saw the practical effect in the behind-the-scenes reel, but I think, yes. like what you're what you're about to say, I think they're touched up by CGI. Yeah. Like, the, like the tongue and the mouth right, and all right, this right. stuff. I'm, I'm, this, well, it's kind of what they did with Uncar Plutt. Exactly what I was about to say. So. Yeah, like the Uncar Plutt type of thing, which I think is now the way that that you're gonna get, you're gonna see this kind of that kind of thing happen in movies now. It's like half CGI, half, um, you know, practical. So I think this scene that we just saw, we saw a resistance ship blow up. You see Poe looking distraught about it, and I think in one of the TV spots we saw him approach General Organa, say permission to get an X-wing and blow stuff up. I think mm-hmm. that's all related to this, first and I think battle. Excuse me, this could be the first scene, right. part of the first scene of the I, movie. I think you're onto something there, Joseph. And, uh, we'll find out on December 14th. We see his Amber. awesome black X-wing with some kind of modification, mm-hmm. with some massive engine on mm-hmm. it, which has been shown more in the TV spots. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get to see the big reveal of the battle that wow. we'll finally get to see between Finn and Captain Phasma. Mm. Now, I don't believe this is part of the same scene that we were just seeing in that original battle nope. because Finn is wearing First Order um you know, officer disguise. So this might happen this, on his tangent with yeah, uh, with uh, Rose. With Rose. Uh, you can see this is on a first order ship because there are Tie Fighters mm-hmm. up in the uh, near the ceiling. There are right. troopers all over in the back, and um, you know, people have been waiting for this. People wanted this to happen. In the Force Awakens. They're right. doing it in the Last Jedi, and we're going to see more from Gwendolyn Christie's mm-hmm. Captain Phasma. She had a book come out in September about her mm-hmm. that. Um, says that she might not be human. She could mm. be an alien. Mm. Um, there, people are interested in the color of her skin and if she'll really? take her helmet off. Oh. I believe there was some allusions to that. She, she, she may not be a, a full... She's a, I think it might be a humanoid, but not a, actually a full-blown human. Um, I never really even thought in, about that because she doesn't take her mask off in right. episodes... Her, her helmet off in episode seven. There so. were some rumors that that could happen in The Last Jedi. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even something similar to Vader and Emperor Strikes Back where you see the back of her putting the helmet on mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And it's like some sort of alien. Right. Um, you know, could be, I've green heard green, style. I've heard blue. Um, I know people would like to see her be the female version of a Chiss like Admiral Thrawn, but I believe that oh. was uh, thrown away with the novel. But the novel, I think, left it open that she could be a humanoid alien type Mm-hmm. And not not a strict ha- uh, human, but I could be wrong on that. But I thought I had heard. I didn't get to read the book, unfortunately, sitting on the shelf behind us. But mm-hmm. um, it is uh, in my queue. So yeah, Finn versus Phasma. That'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. More uh, from I think the evacuation of Dakar. Then we get to see a super cool creature, which I went right past it. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I like this one as much as the Porgs. This is the Vulptex. It's a crystal mm-hmm. fox that lives on crate. And you can see the resistance base in the background. And uh, we know that um, General Leia gets I heard that those crystal, crystal foxes get their crystals because they, they live in like the, the core of the planet or something like oh, that. Oh, really? And they that's become, and they, cool. like, they eat something that's in the core of the planet and it makes their... Oh, really? Body, yeah. I hadn't heard that's, that. I, I read something about that. 
So now here we are inside another one of the Star Destroyers. You can see regular AT-ATs. You can see ATSTs. Whoa, I didn't see that before. ATSTs. Slightly modified, though. Yep, a little bit. Um, then they have the larger, I believe the Gorilla Walkers are somewhere in the background, it's I thought. Have this Regular ATATs. Uh, the TIE Fighters, there's actually two different TIE Fighters. I think the only difference is the color. You may be able to see it on this one near the middle of the screen. There's some special forces with the red. I love how they have the scanning boxes down here on the right hand <laughs> yeah, corner, right. like in the original Death Star. So, scanning uh, crew. Yep, the ATST over here as well. So, a uh, very cool, very cool shot. Yeah, very cool. And then we get back to the crate stuff. We see some TIE fighters bite it behind the uh, ski speeders that which we I know. Think, which I, th I think it looked like a mix between a B-Wing and a pod racer. Yep. And I think we know, confirmed from pictures behind the scenes stuff, toys that both Poe and Finn at the least will be piloting them. Poe and Finn and Rose. And now seen. we get to the part where we get our first real look at live action. Well, quote unquote, because he's CGI. Is, which is looks he really, amazing. Is though. he really CGI? Yeah, though? CGI. Oh my gosh. Because it's it Andy Circus. Yeah, I know, but like you think that I just look so real. Um, of Snoke, because all we saw of him in the TFA was the hologram. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a holographic Snoke. We didn't see him in the flesh. Um, a lot has been made about him because of the way he's beat up and he's that he wears gold, Snoke, gold robes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it looks to be torturing Ray. Now, is this real life? Is this a vision? You know, obviously we don't know that. But uh, I think uh, it's real life. Um, Praetorian Guard in the this background. This is that moment where I was telling you that I think they, they all three encounter each other. Rey, um, Snoke, and Kylo. I think Kylo brings Rey to her to him. And I think that's where and, there's a... And Snoke decides to cast off Kylo and wants Rey, and Kylo doesn't right. want to have it. Right. There, there might be a bit of a... Jealousy? You know, jealousy there. I don't know. And then this gets into Ray and her little monologue here asking about how she's trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people talking about this scene because of what it, it lends its hand to. People really were dissecting the lighting because they're trying to right. figure out if these are two different scenes spliced together. Well, I, I tend to believe that that's true, that these scenes are not close to each other. Really? Mm -hmm. I think the Ray scene that we're seeing right now... I think she might be talking to Luke, Luke and or yes. Chewbacca by the Falcon when there's that fire we saw, I think, right. behind the scenes clip. Looks we like saw fire by a fire Chewie by lighting a fire near the Millennium Falcon. And I think this is Ray talking to Luke or Chewie or both. I think it's, it might be Luke. Luke, when, when, when she's like, I got to get off this island because you're not helping me. I need Could to be. go yeah. search for what I need to do. Yep. And he's probably like, you know, don't make... well. He's probably really torn in this situation too. Like he's curmudgeoning, obviously, yeah. in this. Uh, Luke is, you know. Um, now anyway. I do believe that, like, so I think that scene's like, like may, the the previous scene, the Ray scene, I think is beginning middle. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is the end because look, his carbon fiber is gone. Right, and he's sweaty, and he's sweaty, and he was just fighting. So, and there looks like there's flame r raining down on him. Mm -hmm. So this could be more at like like the the. The back middle part, if you will, you mm -hmm. know, like three quarters of the way through, nearing the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could be on that first order ship that we saw while Finn and Phasma are fighting. There's fire everywhere. Right. He could be on that ship. Um, this could be on a planet, too. This could be the inner workings of Crate. We just can't see the red. Mm -hmm. But I, I, the way it's spliced together, they make you want to think it's the same scene, but I don't mm -hmm. believe that it is. But it is super cool that they make it look like Ray and Although Kyle are going to be a thing. he's extending his hand to, yeah. to somebody. To someone, yeah. And not saying it's not going to happen. I just right. think the way they splice it together... It's, isn't exactly well, 100%. Let's just, let's just say this. They have they have really tried, and by they I mean like Lucasfilm and Disney, 
have done a really good job and have really made every effort not to give away major plot points. Right. So for the fact that, that for us to maybe, for them maybe to infer the wrong thing here or yeah. to throw us off would be probably what I would lean towards and for some of this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? If, if they're like a lot of people could, could deduce from that, like, oh, they're going to get together and they're going to, you know, she's going to turn to the dark side or they're going to work together. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a little too obvious, maybe, from the trailer. Yeah, and I, I'm super hyped for this. The only reason I'm not, like, crazy hyped like a lot of people are is I just, I feel so many are so overhyped mm -hmm. that I'm starting to become cautious that right. I think people are already overselling this. They're, right. they're so obsessed with Ryan Johnson, which is fine. Which is great. We haven't seen the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie yet. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm super nervous about that. Well, I... I, I have seen Ryan. All I can say about Ryan Johnson, I don't. I only saw Looper once. I thought it was okay. That was pretty good. But um, uh, what I can say is that he's awesome in interviews. He's definitely a huge Star Wars fan and talks really passionately passionately about the movies, and um, which is great. And I know for a fact that Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy like adore him. Like obviously, they're giving him three other movies that they're they're trusting. With him, well, as of now, right. they could change that, you know, how it's been. Right. But um, uh, they're they're putting a lot of their eggs in the Ryan Johnson basket right now. Um, so that's very promising. But I'm with you, Joey. It's like it's like everybody, everybody, all the, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, are like, oh, we love Ryan Johnson. It's like, yeah, I think he's a cool dude, and I think he's really good uh, movie maker, but a uh, filmmaker. But I don't. I haven't seen him make a Star Wars movie yet. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'll find out in two weeks. Now, everything that I've seen to date, I, I think looks awesome. But, mm -hmm. you know, most of the time trailers do look awesome. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, are there any of these officially released spots you wanted to see? I know we're going to watch the Flying Porg one because um, I love that one. It doesn't matter. But there's, um, there's uh, four of them here. Probably my favorite one that shocked me the most was when I saw Luke getting in the Falcon. Mm, uh, you don't remember? The, remember is that back or is that Tempt? Or I, heroes, even I don't even know. Go down. I mean, no. Matter. Well, it's not down any farther because oh. this is the official trailer right okay. here. So there's the Comic Con thing. Here's the, the Ryan be, Johnson stuff. It might be Tempt. Tempt. Okay, it let's check out Tempt. tempt. See, ya. Maybe it's not. only forty seconds long, so it's not a big deal. Right. Um, let's blow this up here. Let's uh, line this, and I'll get it up on the screen. This isn't the one, but we can still watch it. But we'll still watch it. We'll still watch it. So let's pull. Because it starts up. off with Luke in the first shot walking onto the Falcon, I believe. Breathe. Now, reach out. What do you see? Light. Darkness. And something else. It's calling me. Resistant Ray. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, you get to, I, what a, one of the things that's really, really cool. I'm most. I'm more excited. I was super excited for episode seven because Grail. You know, I was super excited for episode seven because I got to see Luke, Leia, and Han back in action again. Right. Which we really only got Leia and Han. We didn't really get Luke yep. much at all. So the one thing I'm really excited about with this movie is to see to see Luke again doing this and the fact that we see we see more um 
acting chops in this movie already in these trailers from Mark Hamill that we have seen in the last three Star Wars movies, four Star Wars movies combined. Yeah. In fact, I saw, I thought his performance in episode seven was really great. Even though, like, he just had did a, nothing. He didn't say anything. You know, I thought yeah. his performance was he, outstanding. Yeah, that that minute that we get to see him at the end, he did oh. really well, and they've yeah. been really hyping up his performance in the Last yeah. Jedi. That they People hope that even... he gets a, a nod for oh. a Best Actor. Yeah, I I think that would be an amazing uh, tribute to him because, like, uh, you know, from from what I see in this, is he gets a really good chance to be to really spread his acting wings. So, and I think I really do think Mark Hamill is a really good actor too. All right, so let's take a look at one of the other TV spots. This is Heroes. Before we get to uh, Back, which I believe might be the one with uh, with him on the Falcon, but uh, this is one called Heroes. It's only thirty seconds long. So let's take a look. Dead. He must have a thousand questions. Where's Ray? Something inside me is awake. I need help. Spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the first order down. I was raised to fight. For the first time, I had something to fight for. Ready PG 13. So, there Good. you go. There's that one. Let's see what else we can find here. Did we watch that one? What was at the beginning of that one? I wanted to talk. Our hair back. Uh, the the uh, Finn stuff there it is. There it is. Yeah, See, this this, this is the most. This was the most shocking clip for me that I saw in any of these TV spots. So good. Oh, go back to that again. Did they, did they actually show him like throwing a switch there for that, or is it? No, yeah, yeah, he's reaching he's, behind the he's chair. He's reaching behind the chair. And I never noticed that. So he's the one switch. turning all that stuff on. Right. So they, again, obviously, I think this is happening. See, at the that's beginning. why I. That's why I think that he comes then to to save the day. Like, I think maybe Kylo Ren comes to Octo, takes Rey with him. Oh, you think so? And then he's left with the Falcon. Okay. And then he comes at the end to, to the crate. Yeah, well, and we did hear rumors that there was a fight on Octo, so that uh, very well could right. happen. I, I think that might be so it. So good to have you back. So good to have you back. I love it. Phasma. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what a basically great... Basically just... Breaking telling, the fourth wall. Yeah, that's what it looks like here. But obviously talking to Finn. Uh, look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> that See, that was, looks uh, practical, though. Yeah. That looks like a practical effect. That, was, that made waves um, when it came out like a week or so ago. And uh, this actually this leads right into the next one I want to show. Um, then this one came out, I believe, yesterday and had uh, a lot of people laughing, including me for sure. Let's see if I can make... Yeah, it looks like it's only 720p. Mm-hmm. So um, let's take a look at this one. On December 15th... BB-8, punch it! The Last Jedi. They're definitely going to be the comic relief of this movie. You know? Oh, so she actually displays that rock. I was going to say, it looks I like never she noticed that before. That rock. Yeah. I never well, that, noticed that before. Well, it, it, in this trailer? Yeah. Know, I, I never see it, saw it in any other TV spots. She yeah. always comes close to it and stops. In this one, she actually cuts the rock. So, uh, By the way, these if you haven't seen these, um, I've been watching. The, the, best, the best part of these movies coming out in December or anytime 
is the lead up one week or two weeks prior to the movie where they have all this constant, constant press for the movie. And you see uh, just interview after interview. And he was on Ellen. He was on the Today Show. He was on, um, he was on, uh, I forget what else. But, oh, Jimmy Kimmel last mm-hmm. night. Um, so he'd been, been all over the place. And, and that's, that's the, my, in my opinion, like seeing the actors and the hype the interviews is, is part is part of the the fun for me for sure so what else uh you know what what do you want to see in the last jedi that hasn't been shown in trailers or tv spots or confirmed mm. via, from empire variety hollywood reporter all those uh, uh media outlets you know what are you hoping to see that you know we haven't two, yet two things as far as like um fan <laughs> like uh hopes <laughs> hopes i guess one luke at least holds and ignites a lightsaber okay you want him to fight with it um or leave that to ray i'll leave that to ray but i think i think we should at least see him holding and igniting a lightsaber whether he uses it to fight another person with a lightsaber or uses it to fight in general would be something different but um and the other the second thing is something we heard rumors of months ago but it hasn't been talked about is uh, a ghost of Yoda. Yeah, that's something that we haven't heard murmurings of what, for a long time, and I'm really hoping it happens. But I'm not getting my hope, uh, hopes up. That is mine. Um, that's mm. what I'm going with. Not necessarily Yoda, but Force Ghost in general. Mm. I want to see a Force Ghost. Yoda would be cool. I'd love to see Hayden Christensen as Anakin. It's, I think it's been proven that he's not doing it, though, isn't it? Didn't Kathleen uh, Kennedy say he's not in the movie? I didn't think so. If he if she know. did, I missed it. Um, I, but I, I think it's a given we're getting Yoda. I hope so. I'd love to see Anakin. It would be cool to see Obi-Wan if they got Ewan back and they aged him a little bit to make yeah. him look more like Alec Guinness. That would be super cool. That would be super uh, cool. It would be even more amazing, although I think in canon it wouldn't work because I think he's only a disembodied voice as Qui-Gon because he um, didn't make it to the point where he could be the the, the uh, ghost, you know. Right. Um, at least I don't think so was unless he, they was rectify he, was that he ghost in Clone Wars. At all in... In Clone Wars? I know he was a voice and I know there was a vision, but I don't... I, I thought mm. the whole point of Obi-Wan being able to do it is that he let... Mm. When he meditated with Qui-Gon's force bo- ghost voice, mm-hmm. they helped him get to the point where him and then Yoda uh, and then Anakin that. could get to the point where they could be come back as, as yeah. force ghosts. Yeah. Well, that's... that's um Yeah, that's that's kind of... We share that same one. And if Yoda pops up on the screen... As a as a force, I hope you hear his voice first. Like, how great would that be? I think you will. I think it'd be like one of those things where Luke, where Luke is on, probably Luke's probably on Octo, and then all of a sudden you hear, "Go, you must," or something like that. Maybe she leaves, and, well, and he has to. He and he's like, oh, "I can't. I'm, you know, I can't make this mistake again." Do you think if a force ghost or ghosts appear mm-hmm. on probably Octo, do you think they talk to Luke, or do you think that they? converse with ray at all i i think <clears throat> i think somebody like yoda has a relationship with luke more so than ray connection um so my first uh, opinion about that would be like i said like ray leaves the planet because luke's like no you're too powerful i don't want to handle this I can't, I can't deal with this she somehow leaves the planet and then and then yoda intervenes with him almost like dagobah and luke or and maybe dagobah again. maybe um he tells her to do something she doesn't want to do it he gets frustrated she goes mm-hmm. and 
dives into the water, water. to get the X-Wing or fight the sea monster yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he talks with uh, Yoda or Anakin or whatever. Right. And then she comes back with something to prove she did it, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah, right. I, think, yeah. I think something like that could occur. I think you're right. And, and if it does, what a full circle moment to have like Luke and Yoda in the same scene again, even if it's a ghost of Yoda. Like, oh my gosh, like how amazing would that be? It would be, it would, it would kind of make the movie for me, I think, you know, because I'm, I, I, I'm super excited to see Ray in this movie and all the new characters because I really fell in love with them after Force Awakens. But it's for me, it, the, the nostalgia part of Luke being in this movie and us actually getting to see that character again mm-hmm. on screen is, is the big hype for me for this movie. Uh, so, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else Last Jedi related you wanted to speak on? Um, not really. I'm super, super excited for um, next week or a couple weeks from now. Oops. 12 the, days. Yeah, 12 days. Crazy. And uh, yeah, we should talk logistics about the theater stuff. Yeah, we'll that. have to do yeah. that. But uh, yeah, that should be good. Yeah. And uh, oh, you know what? I don't, We have a couple minutes here. I didn't know if how interested in this you were. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, not Star Wars related, but this is a complete tangents podcast, and uh-huh. we talk about all things pop culture and, and, and geek dumb here. But one of the biggest things to come mm, out recently, Avengers one, um, was Avengers Infinity War trailer, which comes out on Star Wars Day actually uh, in mm. 2018, uh, May 4th, 2018. I did see that. So this, and, this uh, coming May. Yeah. So right we're, before uh, five months away. Right. Yeah. Right before. Um... Uh, Han Solo. Yep, yep. So there'll be three weeks of Avengers: Infinity War, which is technically the first part of a two-part mm-hmm. uh, part one movie. But they dropped Infinity War Part One and just made it Infinity War. I guess the Part Two is going to be renamed something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is from the Russo brothers who did Captain America, the second one, uh, the Winter Soldier, which was Ooh. very, very good. Yes. And uh, well, let's take a look at this trailer. I've actually been catching up on my uh, my movies lately. I actually. Have not seen Ant Man, which came out a few years ago. I haven't now, seen that yet either. I didn't see Spider Man. Nope, the newest one, Homecoming. Homecoming. Haven't and seen I haven't it. seen Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen either. Uh, I have two of those three mm-hmm. on digital, waiting for me and Kelly to watch because mm-hmm. we like to we watch the Marvel ones together because it's one of those things that we started at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, because Iron Man came out in two thousand eight mm-hmm. while we're in Indi- in Indiana, and we kind of watch all the Marvel movies together. Right. So we got to watch those three whenever Thor comes out on digital. Hopefully, uh, we get to see Avengers in the theater. I think it would be cool. But with Han Solo in three weeks, I got to pick. I'm going to go with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, Star Wars is always going to win over for me. But I, I recently, uh, on uh, the day after Black Friday, on that Saturday, I went to Target and I got, for $6, there were $6 Blu-rays. <laughs> I got Logan. Oh, nice. And uh, uh, Deadpool. Okay. And uh, Batman vs. Superman, which okay. is not a terrible movie. No. It's just way too long. Um, way too long, and and then um, I also got like uh, Deadpool. I already mentioned. Oh, um, what's the one where they all all the bad guys team up? Uh, I can't remember. I just watched oh, it Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. I bought that one too. So and I've Logan, seen I I two out of four of those. I haven't seen Logan, it's and good. I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide I saw Squad's Batman vs right. Superman, and I saw the director's cut or whatever they want to call it, which is actually longer than the theatrical one, mm-hmm. and I saw. What was the other one you mentioned? Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool was thought, awesome. I thought Deadpool was overrated. You thought so? Yeah. Kelly and I both thought that yeah. it got way too much hype for how it good did it was. get a lot of hype, but it was uh, good. We thought Batman vs Superman was better than people made it out to I be. I did too. And uh, you know, I can't judge Logan, which was I think 
I'm going to feel about Logan like I feel about Deadpool because I feel like Logan got a lot of play and a mm. lot of co- positive comments. And usually when that happens, I don't feel it. I don't mm-hmm. feel it came across as well as it was received. Perfect example, Wonder Woman. I did not like Wonder Woman. Really? You nope. didn't like Wonder Woman? No. Nope. Oh, I thought the movie was but awesome. Based on the hype it got, I did uh, not think it lived up to Well, it got a lot of feminist hype, which I think is like, okay, let's just watch this movie for a good to be a good superhero movie. Yeah, now um, you're diving into an era where you could do an podcast for days yeah yeah if you yeah. really want to dive off no, the deep I, end there. i i i just i thought that movie was really good i saw it with caitlin we thought it was we thought it was great i, I didn't think it was bad mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things like, this was, was a good overhyped. movie but for the what like and especially that it reflects the rotten tomato score like 90 some percent i was oh, like mm, really yeah don't not not buying that it, I, it was good I, it I was do... but like you know people are like oh it's the best dc movie made i was like yeah but dc movies are generally not great not, not as know? good as the marvel stuff for sure so, so you know um, I, I maybe i'm just a marvel person the, the maybe last, just the way well, i like their template their aesthetics right well the last really really good dc movies were the chris nolan batman movies i thought um yeah see th- those to me were always overrated as well really of uh, those three were... batman begins was my favorite yeah i mean i didn't really the dark knight got so much hype surrounding the the, the passing Bale. of Heath Ledger, Ledger that when I finally saw it, I was like, same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it got so overhyped to me that by the time I saw it, it couldn't live up to expectations. Well, I agree with you with Batman vs. Superman because I just watched that now. I'm not sure if I watched. There were three discs in my thing, and mine said, like, (laughs) special cut or something. Yeah, that was the longer one. Yeah. Yeah, It was like two hours and, like, 45 minutes or something like that. It's just... It was. I I should watch the regular one next. Maybe I'll do that Well, see, people actually say that the longer one is better Better. because it, it... Flushes it out more. Yeah, there's not as such crude editing that goes on as okay. the uh, theatrical release. Because because I thought that one, I I thought it would. There, and I love the story of Superman. I love the story of Doomsday. It's my favorite uh, comic book story, the Doomsday stuff. So the, for them to have Doomsday in the movie was cool. But I thought it was almost like two movies combined. Like they could have separated into two movies. Um, and I thought there was a lot of like plot buildup, almost too much plot buildup and talking and. Cut, cut, cut from this to that, and then it needed to be for for that movie. But now that I think about that, I saw the extended edition. I guess that makes a little little more sense. But. Yeah, and I know Justice League just came out, but and I know the initial reviews were rocky. Some liked it, some didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, I have to see that. I, just, I just kind of what we've come to expect from DC, unfortunately. Right, and I, I, I'm like you. Those three movies you mentioned, those Marvel movies, I haven't seen them. I, I, I don't know when I'll get around to seeing all this stuff, but. Um, I think all of them were pretty well received. I, yes. Kelly really doesn't want to see Ant-Man. I don't know why. So mm-hmm. I may watch that myself. But she said she would watch. Is that Paul Rudd in that Yeah. Movie? She yeah. would watch Spider-Man Homecoming, which she doesn't like Spider-Man uh, character. She doesn't oh. like the Tobey Maguire movies from, mm-hmm. you know, the turn of the millennium mm-hmm. when we were in high school. Crazy that that was and, long ago. 2003. Right. And we never saw the reboot, The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. We never saw those. But she said she will watch The Homecoming. And we definitely, we like Thor. So, oh, you know what other one I have that I haven't watched? I can't believe I didn't say this, and you may have seen this one. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I have only seen the first one. I've never seen the second yeah. one. Yeah. So I have that waiting for me. So I'm behind. So I've got some yeah. catch-up to do before Avengers Infinity War comes out. So uh, I've seen this trailer twice now, but let's take a look and listen to Avengers, uh, bleh, Avengers Infinity War coming out May 4th, 2018. Giddy up. Did I hit play? Yeah, there we go. It's only my second time watching this. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. 
so when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. And get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. So it's just like uh, they do such a good job of continuity here, like and and just like um, bringing everything together um, with all these movies. Yeah, they so they cool. did it right uh, for sure. Because I was never a comic guy; I knew nothing about these characters. I knew who some of them were, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, on the DC side, I knew of Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and I've heard of Wonder Woman as well. Mm-hmm. And on the Marvel side, I'd heard of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, Spider-Man? You know Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man, right. But when it, they yeah. were first introduced, Spider-Man wasn't allowed to be part yeah. of Marvel. So, yeah, right. Spider-Man and Captain America. Oh, and Hulk. Yeah. I've heard, I had heard of Hulk. Yeah. And but I knew Thor, almost like, nothing about Thor, yeah. Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, Black which Panther. that movie comes out in February, which yeah. looks amazing. Like, all these characters, I feel like DC had the more well-known characters, mm-hmm. but they haven't been able to capitalize on it, right. whereas Marvel's been able to build up some guys that were maybe mid-upper mid, mid, mid upper tier and made them household names. Like, uh, Iron Man may be the biggest of the group now, which, is, which so, is crazy. Which is crazy because when I was growing up, when I was really young before these movies came out, Iron Man was just like, oh, yeah, it's Iron Man. Cool, like, it's Iron yeah. Man, yeah. But thanks. now, like, he's, like, one of the most popular the superheroes yeah. out there. He's probably is... more popular than Captain America and mm-hmm. now, historically, it's been probably been bumped up that he's on the same page as Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's insane. It's, ins- it's really insane. It's all because of uh, these movies and uh, because of uh, the actor that... Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. Yeah. is Iron Man. Like, yeah. when he leaves, that'll be a, that'll be a blow. So. Yeah, oh, big time. Is he done after this second um, one? I think maybe after the second Avengers, and whatever, Infinity yeah. War Part Two is retitled. Because what that I would... That may be the end. Is, is the only thing that would make this better would be if... Is is are the X Men owned by Fox? Yes. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would make this better is if so. We can't get Deadpool. 
yeah. we can't get uh, X- the X-Men, mm-hmm. um, as it were. You know, we're not going to see Wolverine, if Cyclops. Some, if somehow... Fantastic the, Four as well. Right. If somehow, if, if Disney does acquire Fox, and they have and they, or at least portions of the media rights or whatever they're talking about, and when they obtain, you know, Star Wars Episode Four, they obtain the rights to... Um, and the ownership of Spider-Man and the X-Men and Deadpool. I have a feeling you'll see that you will see it. Maybe you could possibly see a movie with everybody in it, including the X-Men. I mean, I don't know it's that... tough that we're saying here, man, wouldn't it be cool if the mm-hmm. X-Men and Fantastic Four, Deadpool, all those guys mm-hmm. were in the Marvel Avengers movie too, because yeah. look at all the people that were in that. <laughs> like, think I about guess I'm getting greedy that. now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. I, guess. I mean, I'm not going to say that because it would be cool to be like, yeah, yeah, just throw them all in there. But yeah. like, you saw the end of the movie. We saw Thor with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is the exclamation point on what Marvel's done right because mm-hmm. I had no idea who any of those no. people were. I mean, I'd seen I had never even heard of them when I was a kid. Well, you know, like the, Rocket the Raccoon, Raccoon and, and Groot. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, they were not household names. But no, not at all. Disney and, and, and Marvel have made uh, Marvel. Film films have made them household household names again. Yeah, or now. So the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is incredible, and yeah. uh, I'm uh, very excited for the first part of uh, this huge um, conglomeration that is the mm-hmm. Avengers uh, third and fourth movie coming out May 2018 and May 2019. Yeah. Well, here's here's a question for you. What do you think about what do you think about that? I heard not to go back to um, Last Jedi here, but um, numbers. For this movie, I heard two hundred million opening weekend. Yeah, what was Force Awakens? Do you remember? I think somebody said two hundred. Was it two forty or something like that? Two forty seven. Yeah, I think you're right. Two forty seven so, sounds about right. So the um, estimation for the the estimation, I guess, with pre orders right now, two hundred million just opening weekend. Um, yeah, I think that's attainable. I hope they get the two hundred mark. I don't mm-hmm. think they break TFA. I know there's people that thought Last Jedi was going to be bigger than TFA. I don't think there's any way Last Jedi or whatever Episode Nine ends up being called can break TFA. TFA was a once in a generation event. Mm-hmm. It was the return of Star Wars after 10 and a half years. Mm-hmm. It was going in a new direction. It was the marketing genius that is Disney was behind it. And I think replicating the success of the force awakens in terms of box office draw on opening weekend, I the first agree. week and the entire length of the film, which ran for like three months, which mm-hmm. is unheard of in this day and age. I don't think there's any way that Last Jedi can match it because I think those casual fans or the people that bought into the hype, they'll be like, well, I'll see it, but I don't have to see it in the theater. No, I, I do agree with that. Um, do I think this movie will exceed a billion dollars? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Rogue One, we'll, Rogue One Rogue got One to a billion, billion dollars. Now that's worldwide. Right. But, but I, I mean, think, I think I think this movie, I think Last Jedi will as well. I think Last Jedi is probably close to around 200 million opening uh, mm-hmm. weekend, which would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the end, it's probably going to get to maybe one and a half. Mm-hmm. Maybe one and three quarter billion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get over two like The Force Awakens did. Unless it is like the greatest Star Wars movie ever made and right. people go and see really it. Hardcore it fans go and see it five, ten times mm-hmm. and the casual fans do say, well, maybe it will be cool to see that in the theater because they mm-hmm. just don't think they're going to get the numbers well, like they again, did for TFA. Again, I really do think there's a lot of older people out. Maybe not. I'm not calling myself an old person, but I'm <laughs> saying like there's people that are like, oh, well, Luke Skywalker's in this movie. This is That's a Star true. Wars movie that definitely has Luke Skywalker in it. You know, we we should go see this, and I think that's a big, big draw for some people that maybe are familiar with modern Star Wars. You know, 
um, which is what I think Disney and Lucasfilm have done best with this franchise, has done a really good job of mixing the old and new without the old overshadowing the new. Um, they've done a re- made a really good balance there. So anyway, all right. Well, I think um, that's all the time we have for this episode of Tangents with Friends, episode five, talking mostly Star Wars: The Last Jedi and a little bit of Marvel and the Avengers thrown in there at the end. We will be back, hopefully, in about three to four weeks, sometime around the holidays. Hopefully, we will have a Last Jedi review roundtable. Mm-hmm. Perhaps your brother and sister-in-law can join us. Maybe even your wife this mm-hmm. time. Uh, mine as well. Yeah. I will I will ask her if she wants to do it like we did last year for Rogue One. And we'll have a, a big recap, review, and discussion on Star Wars Episode Eight. Sounds great. Can't uh, wait. All right. Well, Brent, thanks for joining me. Yep. Uh, always a pleasure. And, um, yeah, episode six, just a few weeks away. Until then, for Brent Berenshausen, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tangents with Friends. Thanks for listening to Tangents with Friends. You can find more episodes at jmnjrradio.com. And if you do want to hear about sports, tune into the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show live every Sunday. <laughs>